Hidden in plain sight captures stories of the rainbow community in the Hepburn Shire. As well as the more well-known and recognised names, we also wanted to hear from everyday people. This includes those living, working, raising families and running businesses in the local community. Not everyone who identifies as belonging to the rainbow community is visible. Okay, well today we've got Sophie and Izzy coming to talk to Mel and I. Welcome to Hidden in Plain Sight. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for coming. coming. What the idea is just, you know, share your story, what you'd like to tell us. It's about sitting at a table and asking your individual stories as well as your together story. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Should we share our together story? When did you girls hook up? About a year ago. Yeah, about a good year ago. But we first met years ago at Sophie's shop. I was going out a lot in Melbourne on my gap year and staying out all night and then dropping in at Sophie's shop in the morning. The, fl- the flipping yeah. kitchen, yeah, that's on right. On my way home. In Titan. Oh, yeah. Your dad and I were in Titan. that business, yeah. yeah. Little cafe. Yeah, and I used to see you like on a weekend morning and you used to be in a in a gear from <laughs> the night before and she looked gorgeous. Like her hair was everywhere, the makeup was down the face. <laughs> she was rushing to work. And I was just crushing on her so hard. But I was in a pretty long-term relationship at that time and a pretty toxic and shitty one. Yeah, but... I just remember seeing you like Sunday morning and being totally smitten. <laughs> and we were good mates too. Like we'd come in and you'd, we'd have a good conversation and a see together. And we had friendship, I think. Yeah, but we'd only ever see each other at the shop. We'd always talk about, oh, we'll meet up. Rah, 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 rah. And then COVID happened and life kind of trotted along. And I was still working at, at the pub across the road. Yeah, yeah, because my Yeah. And. One evening, Sophie comes in with her same partner at the time, and years was, later, yeah, yeah, three years later, and I was like to my manager, I was like, I know them, I know them, what? And Sophie comes up to the bar and goes, "You're Chico," which is like an abbreviation of my surname, which I was always called in high school, and I was like, "Oh, you're Sophie." Yeah. Anyways, um, and I was with another girl at the time. Which was like probably my first serious relationship with a woman, and yeah, she was very possessive and could not cope that I'd been with men in the past or that I was attracted to men at all. Yeah. And mm. so I was like, oh, I'm sick of this anyway. I'm getting ready to call this quits. <laughs> anyway, so I broke up with her on the 22nd. So I broke up with her partner on the 26th. Yeah. Completely four years as well. Yeah. It was a big deal for you. Yeah, it was massive because we had, you know, four major years together. Yeah. We hitched up when mm-hmm. I was 19. So pretty, like, informative years for me. First big love. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it was heartbreaking. It was totally heartbreaking. But at the end, you know, it was time yes. to call it quits. And, and Did like you, you said, go to school together? No, 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 no. Have you both grown up in the region? Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what I thought. And so never really sure. crossed paths until, well, you know. I had all my primary school here and then lived overseas for all my high school and you were in Melbourne for most of your primary school. Yeah, and then we moved school. up here for high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all went to Sacred Heart. Yeah. You were a Braemar girl for a yeah, few years. Yeah, just for the last year. Where were yeah. you overseas? I was living in China. Yeah, so I was there for five years. 
Mm. But yeah, Soph would come in and, you know, she'd always chat and stay till I knocked off and oh, yeah. just tell me about it. Yeah you know, her relationship with her ex. And I was like, what are you doing, girlfriend? This is really not okay. You can't mm. sleep. You can't eat. You've got to really look after yourself, babe. Mm. Completely platonic. But yeah, anyways, and then on the 28th, Sophie came to the pub and was like, all night, what are you doing? What are you doing tonight? What are you doing? God, <laughs> and I'd yeah. said to dad, I'd said to my dad before we left, because we frequent that pub together yeah. all the time. I was like, I'm going, I'm going home to go tonight. <laughs> and she did. <laughs> she did. We haven't spent a day apart since, so yeah. and that was a year ago. And now we live together. We have a dog and seven puppies and a cat and yeah. family. Oh, cute and puppies. That's really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I like I, I like our love story. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah. I remember when I asked you if you would be guests. You lit up. You were so excited. Yeah, absolutely. Share and tell your story because yeah. you've obviously got an imprint on the community. I feel like the whole town knows us as the girls i know and it feels we just feel overwhelmed overwhelming support from from this community as well like i feel like everyone's rooting for us to be together and they like it they love us you know love seeing us together i think people just love seeing people happy yeah it's so nice to see people happy together yeah absolutely it's a warm town this place well it's like you even get like you know old generation trentham barflies supporting us as well you know from probably a time where it wasn't so accepted, maybe. And it's not the really old gen that are the ones that have the issues. No, it not is, so much anymore. Is what I discovered. Yeah. It's a little bit more in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, big question: When did when did you know you were gay, or when did you know that you were open? Forever. Yeah. <laughs> Literally forever. I like. I remember dreaming about girls as a child and I remember making myself look more uh, masculine as a child. I was a massive tomboy because I thought that that might be attractive for a, for a young girl to, fa- you know, fancy me back. Isn't that funny? That yeah. That's what your little brain went through. Oh, absolutely. And it wasn't fight, figuring out that I was gay. It was figuring out that I wasn't straight in, in a way. It was yeah. like... Um, you know, obviously from a child's lens, I think you think that's pretty normal. You know, you just like who you like and and then you get a little bit morphed by society as you grow up and go, oh, that's what that's called, I'm gay. And I think that clicked for me maybe like when I was nine years old or... How do you bit. find the label? Mm, well, I struggle with the label now because I feel like by labelling yourself, you put yourself in a box and... I think I've been pretty naturally ma- masculine my entire existence and I'm trying, struggling now trying to find my femininity again, which is something that, I, you know, oh, I'd really enjoy delving yeah. into. Like, you know, growing up as a child, all that was really represented was these, you know, excuse my um, slang, but these dikey-looking lesbians on telly. Like, we get the L word and we get a couple other shows and that's about it and, you know... So that's true. what your idea of what a so lesbian true. looks like. Mm. So I thought, all right, well, that's how I should look as well. And now, you know, as an adult, even this label of being a lesbian, like I'd like to explore my sexuality a little bit more. You know, I don't think I'm a lesbian. I think I'm yeah. pretty pretty fluid in who I love and enjoy being with. I can really relate to what you were saying when you chose to be masculine. Mm. I went the opposite. I chose my hardest to look feminine, even though I knew who I was and I wanted a shaved head, so I went 
petticoats, skirts, glitter. Yeah. It, I went the opposite of mm-hmm. raving kind of 90s culture mm. in order to try not to be that stereotype. stereotype of, yeah. Oh, it's such an awful, but the bull dyke, the, you know, that awful know. term that lesbians yeah. have been given that are tomboys, I guess. But it's, that's an interesting, interesting... Mm. Did you know anyone in your wider circle, family, friends? Oh, absolutely. Like, we were always surrounded by gay people growing up. Yeah. Like, mum and dad used to go to all these big gay extravagant parties by the queens and everyone dress, dress up and drag and yeah. yeah like I was always brought up in that it was always um supportive household but when I got to high school it was probably three gay kids in the entire school of like you know a thousand people and I just have to interject there so after having majority of my high school and international school where there were people from all over the world and then coming back here for a year of high school I was gobsmacked at the culture in the schools. It was disgusting. I didn't know what hit me, and I cannot imagine what it would have been like in that environment. Yeah, it where does everyone just was, yeah, jog eat So dog. when you say you were gobsmacked, in what way? I found it incredibly misogynistic, homophobic. And that was coming from China. No, well, yeah. oh, from all around. Yeah, yeah well, it was an international school, so oh. people from all over the world. And I think it was just there was basic respect for everyone, just because you know it was such a mixed environment. Yeah, that's right, such a mixed environment. Mm. So everything kind of went. And when I came here, you know, there was no uniform there. You know, the, the Indian girls in their saris, and yeah. you know, it goes on and on and on. Here it was, you know. Your skirt needs to be at the knees and um, I'm going to yell at you to tie your hair up. I was just, you're to be a sheep and, you know, that's what kids learn. Absolutely. And that gang mentality, you're only encouraged to be a carbon copy of each other. That's, you're not encouraged individualism, self-expression, critical thinking, none of that I felt was supported at these schools whatsoever Mm -hmm. so when you bring sexuality into it as well can you can you imagine really you guys are 25 i'm 24 yeah i'm 22 so Soph's 24 is 22 i'm 44 i'm 59 so we've got a pretty big generational between us all and it's interesting it's so beautiful to hear you say that kind of stuff that I guess it was easier for you than it was for me. I was easier than it was for you. And I think that's what we're trying to make a yeah. point of, of this podcast is what's the impact that we have had on each other generationally mm-hmm. when it comes to this. But the fact that you're still experiencing that carbon copy feeling of having to fit it's in. actually disappointing it's to disappointing. hear that you yeah. that was and it's interesting the contrast yeah it's a very interesting contrast, contrast to come and that it's still do you think that was from your peers or from adults or Within both the institution or? yeah i think it was the way of teaching it's authoritarian it's authoritarian. Yeah. There were male teachers making derogatory comments to female students. You had a male teacher oh, touching yeah. up students. Yeah, like, yeah. Some mm. really foul things happening yeah. at those schools. Not that long ago. And no. it's still happening, really. I mean, yeah. we still, we've got plenty of young kids around us. 
although it does sound a, a little bit different, just in the, this um, new identity, gender identity yeah. has become a real massive thing at the moment and I think it's been... It's huge. It is huge. I feel like it was a bit different for us at school than it is now. Like, Yeah, that's what I mean. I think yeah, it's the next it's generation of it getting yeah. a little bit easier and a I little bit easier. It's... But, it, you know, it, it's still the same problem happening i think it just gets i think it does get easier and easier but i think it follows on it's a complex thing isn't it and it's a cultural it's a cultural thing too something because you know school's like an institution and Mm. institutions are hard to change but i actually thought it would have been i think it has yeah i think it has everything to do with your environment like you said where where you are like was at a Catholic school, Sacred Heart, being at, you know, a little mm. bit, not extremely religious, but, you know, religion was a big part, Catholic religion mm. was a big part of our education as well. Yeah. So, yeah, these these more arty schools where it's even Dalesford High, you know, the, the public schools are a bit mm. more, I think it's got to do with demographics and socioeconomics yeah. and, you Absolutely. know, education. And both of the high schools we went to were, private schools yeah. too in Australia. Oh, well, I used to hear like fag down the hallways and, you know, so much slang, which I was so taken aback by as well because it wasn't normal to hear those sorts of things. No, not from the people you surround yourself with. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. And yeah. when you've got – I'm going to assume here because I know your parents and I know your mum that you've got pretty cool parents yeah. and open parents yeah. that made that a safe environment Absolutely. for you. So then you go out into the school environment and you're like, what? Well, yeah. so and it's a Catholic environment as you mm. know, as such. How did you go in Catholic oh, environment? I didn't cope. <laughs> I so didn't cope. And I find myself now still remembering Mass and all the prayers. Like, it's really imprinted <laughs> on my brain, Mel. It's such a... You could switch in, could you? I can. I can. I if can I hear relate. a gospel song, I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> superstar. Like, it is so... That's a good rock musical <laughs> yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I did struggle a little bit with that, just with this, you know, the religious aspect of it. Mm. We obviously don't accept gays, blah, 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 even though the Pope's kind of cool with it. Not that the students were really religious, but... I think they come, a lot of them came from homes where it wasn't really accepted in their household, not like mine. So you could feel that in the hallway at school. 20 years before you, we just didn't talk about it, which is why you weren't allowed to explore it. Mm -hmm. Catholic as well. Yeah. What about you with religion, Izzy? Well, my mum's the most scientific, logical person you'll ever come across. And so, and her parents are incredibly left-wing and progressive. They were both on radio and, you know, she was just a coastal kid. But my dad, he's from Italian Catholic, hardcore, the wife shall not work. (laughs) The man is the head of the house thing. And out of all of the kids, my dad was the only one who lived with someone before they were married, married someone who wasn't religious, and my poor mother copped so much over her. And she was she was a good girl. She didn't drink, she didn't smoke. She she was doing veterinary science. And yeah, she would get letters, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. Um, from the family? Yeah, from my dad's parents and siblings. Yeah, crazy hardcore. And I just remember my dad as a kid going, I don't need the a pope or a priest to tell me how to interpret the Bible. 
I can do that myself. So look, I I think he has some kind of belief in a greater being, or you know, yeah. and has definitely those Catholic values. But religion never really impacted me at all. I was always free to make my own decision and be baptized. But Soph just met my Catholic grandparents. Mm. And they were lovely. They were yeah, lovely, they like. were. Well, like my cousin, who's the oldest, she she's never come out ever, and she's been living with her best friend for <laughs> yeah, like over a decade. They've yeah. got a house together, and oh, yeah. and it's just a don't ask, don't tell policy mm. that happens. So when Soph came up, you know, yeah. she was so welcomed, but just can't. We just don't say yeah. the L word. Yeah, it's okay. They don't mention that you're a couple. We just we didn't. Oh, they know. They do yeah. know. They know through the grapevine. But you know, I didn't introduce myself as Belle's girlfriend, or I don't know. It's just because I suppose we're at their house. Mm. It's hard when it's family. Mm, it's hard when absolutely. it's your partner's family, especially. I think. That's such a funny uh, to and big to conversation be that moment. Yeah. yeah because and isn't it family that's meant. Which is what we were talking about before, your immediate family. Yeah, that's right. And it Um, does, it's when it it stings the most when it's like that, I think. Because it's so stubborn. Yeah. um, Yet it's so tolerated amongst us Mm. to be that to them. Because I did the same. I lived with my first partner, 19. We hooked up, first Mm. love, broke my heart. Never want to see her again. Yeah. But yeah, we were best friends. Anyway, we've (laughs) we've known each other since we were two. So it was even weirder when we hooked up, saying, yeah. and to, to tell everyone we were just best friends. Mm. It's like, come on, girls. Oh, come on. It's like you have to guide them through just gently, gently. How did you find it? To be honest, I was more worried about it, I think, than Soph was, because mm. they're old. They're your grandparents. Yeah, they're my you grandparents. I don't have too much of a relationship with them, to be mm. honest. They're all the way in Aubrey too. Yeah, they're far yeah. away. So you don't see much of them. They've got so many grandchildren. We were always kind of the outcasts being the non-religious oh, ones anyway, yeah. you know. So I've never felt like I needed to explain myself to anybody either because mm-hmm. even I'm still confused about my sexuality. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what I am. What yeah. do you need to? Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. And that's the thing. That's I spent right. so long going... Um, am I bisexual? Am I trans person as well? So does that mm. worry me? I've slept with a couple of trans people and definitely see a relationship with them or mm. like drag queens too. Um, you know, I've never been able to place it. And then in high school, oh no, you're definitely a lesbian. I know you're really into women. Put you in that box. Yeah. <laughs> so what's to say you even have a label? So confused because mum, being in her generation as well, going, this whole bisexual thing is just a trendy thing. You know, you're either born I was just going to say, from my, because I'm a different generation from all of you. (laughs) And sometimes claiming that label is to say, yes, I am. And just what you're talking about, you know, oh, it's just a a phase you get over it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But actually, and that's the reverse side of it. Claiming the label is yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. And don't tell me I'm not, mm. yeah. or that I'll grow out of it. Or yeah. So there's different that's ways beautiful. of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. It depends from, on the lens, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Oh, beautifully. Mm. Oh, 
Ah. <laughs> what about siblings? Have either of you got many brothers, sisters? Or You've got two yeah. gorgeous younger I've brothers. Got two younger brothers. One's twenty, and the other one's sixteen. They're cool. Yeah, they're so cool. They mm. don't—they're not bothered at all. Yeah, they're I've right. got a older sister. She's a couple of years older than me, so she's twenty-six. And she was the first person I told yeah. when I was, you know, in high school and really mm-hmm. felt like mm-hmm. I really just wanted to get out of the cage mm-hmm. and just I needed to tell someone. Yeah. So I told Mads, my older sister, and she was super supportive. Yeah. Really, really mm-hmm. supportive. There was something I wanted to ask before, and it was, what do you see for our next generations? What do you hope for? For the people that do, do you want to feel that we've made a difference by being out and proud, or are you happy just to be a part of this world and in this community and a part of the Rainbow family? Well, I've never come out to anyone. Never come out. I've just walked around with my girlfriend on my arm, or you know, I've never come out to anyone. Well, what I was going to say next is the kids of today, like the young young adults, the teenagers talk so amazingly around it they just are so open and accepting and yeah and the language as well <laughs> using the right language oh, they're using pronouns yeah, absolutely amazing. i'm finding it hard to click into that even though i really want to i don't have a confusion with it mm-hmm. but i've got friends that are all of a sudden identifying as they and they pull me up all the time yeah now you said girls again I'm like, yeah i've known you as a couple of girls for so long mm-hmm. Bear with me, it's not a resistance. It's, it's conditioning, it's, isn't it? It's conditioning and it's as, you know, when you find out that your trans friend has chosen their new name and you have to change it, you, and you do. Yeah. You just do. So yeah. it should be that simple. But I hear, you know, my nephew who's 11 really pulling people up on, you know, saying to his mum. On mom, language? Well, my sister, my sister's like, so does that mean they can identify as a dinosaur? Oh, like what the hell? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And Otis, the grade six school captain of Bowen Primary, <laughs> turns around and goes, what does it matter to you, Mum? Oh, it's gorgeous. What does it matter? Yeah. The kids, kids are becoming man. more open-minded, aren't and they? And we're the generation that allowed that. Yeah, So how absolutely. can you stop them in their tracks now? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's Go right. with this. You've got a gay brother and a gay sister. We went to Pride marches as families. We we did it all. That's what we've just done yeah. with your kids. We created that. Mm. Yeah. Don't block them when they're taking it to the next level yeah. again. Yeah, I, I think, think so too. I think it's the kids. I don't think it's necessarily our kind of generation. Yeah. I think it's the ones coming through now. Not to say you like, haven't done the work. Yeah, I, mean, I think we've all just, walked. Each generation mm, has just yeah. curved the way, and we yeah. keep keep mm. curving the way, generation by generation by generation. Mm. Who knows if it'll ever be 100% totally accepted? I hope so. There's that element coming back with strength. Yeah, there's this. Religion, extreme organised religion will always, for me, be something that I'll be battling. Well, it's not progressive, is it, religion? Not so much anymore. I don't know. It never was. It was always a way to control people. (laughs) But I love the the idea of religion, though. Mm. I mean, the like the, yeah, the beautiful, like the community aspect of it. Like, you know, we all, not the worshipping, you know, a man in the sky kind of thing, but the things that, you know. His really, wife as well, so. 
<laughs> but we'll see. See, <laughs> this case could be interpreted so many ways. Yeah. Uh, Depends who wrote the book. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So right. <laughs> I'm reading this really interesting book at the moment, and it's about like the Joseph who had baby Jesus' sister from her lens, and she was a midwife. And it's basically it's kind of like the Bible, but from a wo- woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Can you imagine that? Oh. The Bible was written by a woman. Like, I think we'd have a few more rights if it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention midwifery and birth and the time off that women would be given and the sacred nature mm. that it should deserve. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Well, that just reminded me before when we were talking about institutions, I think it's the same in the healthcare system. Like, uh, I've seen. Um, same-sex couples still be called. So, are you her sister? Are you her friend? I'm like, how? How can this be happening in a mm. healthcare setting? Izzy is a midwife. Yeah, oh, I've got one year left of my yeah. degree for nursing and midwifery. Yeah, great. And so, you would be seeing a lot of the stuff that comes through the health system and how people are spoken to and treated. Mm. And hospitality. You're a chef. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. so, yep. Would you say, or would you agree with my statement, that in hospitality there's a lot more connection with people like us? It's a lot It's a lot freer. Yeah, I think so. So what happens in the hospital situation? Because um, I I'm, would I'm, assume there's loads of gay nurses. Oh, yeah. yeah Male absolutely. gay nurses. Mm. I mean, it, Korean, yeah. you know, look at all the old matrons and all the mm. sister so-and-so. Yes. Mm. We were at the clinic the other day. And I noticed that and there was a name, uh, was her name? Jess had a yeah. name badge and it was she slash her. She was a midwife. She's going through Sunshine Hospital. Out of all of the hospitals I've had placements at, I found Sunshine to be the most progressive in terms of it is a brand new hospital. And when you get a new hospital, you get the opportunity to create a new culture. Mm-hmm. Um, where I was working because there weren't enough qualified midwives. So I was working there as a student throughout COVID at the Mercy in Werribee. That had a very different feel. Mm. So what's the attraction of midwifery? Um, Well, my mum's a vet. So I grew up in a vet clinic doing all sorts of things at a very young age clinically. (laughs) And um, I thought it would be a good idea to do it with people. And the only reason I did the double degree in nursing midwifery was because it was a lower ATAR. Um, and I thought, oh, well, I'm thinking about nursing, might as well do midwifery on the side, and absolutely yep. fell in love with midwifery. I've had the opportunity to be at home births, and that's what I'd love to do long term. Mm. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's such a rite of passage that women get to go through. Mm. And I think it's, I'm here to help that fight for it to be respected mm. again because. I was so naive in thinking the patriarchy hadn't even stripped birth from women, but it has. Yeah, wow. And you're a chef? Yeah, yeah. How did yeah. you? Um, so Dad and I got a business in Kyneton and I've been working there for probably about six years. Yeah. And then a couple of years into it, I decided, I think it was COVID, um, and I wanted to go, I really wanted to work overseas, but I hadn't really done anything yet. And I thought, oh, I'll start my apprenticeship. I'll become chef. And I love it. I, you know, yeah. I, I really, really loved it. I was really had the va-va-boom for it in the beginning, but I think it's kind of dwindling a little bit now. Overworked. Yeah, just definitely. from being overworked, that's right. And just 
the th- just seeing the same four walls every day it just was just becoming very very <laughs> mundane yeah. but i still i love to cook for other people come yeah, over here i join like i love it yeah soaps and feeder yeah, I'd love to feed. Um, do you think that it would be different if you didn't own your own business? I'm coming at you from a very, I get you. Mm, I bet, I yeah. absolutely yeah. get you. So do you think that if you worked for someone else yeah. and had the beauty of yeah. no pressure, no constant concern, no bringing your business out of a pandemic, which is unprecedented mm. for anyone, mm. do yeah. you think it would have been a bit different for yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. you can just leave it at the door, walk out the door and not have to think about it that night, you know. But it's, I think, owning business, even if you're not working seven days a week, you're still working seven days mm. a week. Because you're constantly mm. thinking about it. One day. It will I happen. you guys are going to travel. But I'm so I'd lucky if Soph would just marry me and get her <laughs> Italian passport from me. Because the Italians give passports to everyone. <laughs> I'm a quarter Italian with this ridiculous surname. Can I speak a word? No. Can I understand it? No. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> Do I look it? No. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she gets some um, letters from the embassy. Yeah. Like asking to vote. <laughs> I know. Really? It's crazy. It cracks me up. Because so crazy. Have you been there? Yeah, as a kid, I've been. Yeah, with family. But, yeah. yeah but, but yeah, that's something me and Soap would love to do. Yeah. Love Certainly. To go. Absolutely. Careers. Yeah, I did yeah. a bit of travelling outside, like, just out of high school. Went yeah. to U- Europe for three months. <laughs> Classic, you know, Aussie gap year thing. Mm-hmm. Which was great. I love, you know, we love it. But, you know, finding our people, you know, mm-hmm. found... So many of those people overseas, it was awesome. Europeans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they've got it sorted out. Have they? What would you say the difference was? I don't know. I just look at their, because all I do in my spare time is just read research papers about midwifery in the healthcare yeah. system and listen to podcasts about it. It just seems that Europe, especially Scandinavia, you know, the men get paternity leave yeah six months Mm -hmm. um their schools the kids don't start you know your classic primary school until they're seven because that's when their brain is ready the school set up their city in circles so they can you know collaborative discussions their special care nurseries instead of putting the premature babies into a glass box to keep them warm they spend skin to skin with a member of the family and the family's rooming in with that baby and so that baby is skin to skin with every family Mm -hmm. member 24-7 which has been proven skin to skin contact is so much better for so many different things absolutely I just think that it's way down and and that all of that though it's a particular topic that reflects the greater yeah culture yeah. of That's a society right. school healthcare yeah. it was yeah. interesting because i was seeing a boy from around here for a bit and he was coming to the pub quite a lot and so then when i ended up with soph after that ended oh my god the talk from everyone on the other side of the bar uh. oh i didn't know you were into girls i just i'm sorry because oh, it business. didn't just work out it didn't work out with him so yeah. it's so good to see you happy with with her like oh my god I didn't know. No. have you only just discovered your sexuality now oh. or have you always i was like what is going on yeah. and that's what i was saying to you before you know i've never come out to, to yeah. anyone and i was just like you don't have to yeah seriously have to. and yeah. when people say that you go 
is it any of your business for one oh. and for two why do i have to put a label on it but it's like it's the intention behind the question mm. is this a sincere question where someone's looking you in the eye really really happy for the fact that you've both found each other or is this just some random gossipy mm. bar fly conversation yeah. that serves absolutely no one we went on a little road trip a couple of weeks ago up oh, north a bit so beautiful. and we were at yeah it was awesome it was so lovely to be a bit of a coastal bum we went all the way up to Tweed Heads on the oh wow in yeah. our little van, van, <laughs> and we just did the coast on the way home. Yep. It was awesome in the shagging wagon, yeah. but we were staying at a place called Southwest Rocks, and we had these real macho kind of dudes next camping next oh, to yeah. us. Yeah, let's you know call it. And they were just making such a commotion. They were flipping mm. over tables. They were screaming out. They were all really drunk. There was there were women there though. There were women and children. Part of the group. Yeah, yeah. So we thought, all right, let's suss them out because we're going to be camping next to these people. So we went hand in hand like we always do, Mm -hmm. and whilst on over, just had a look, and then I hear, "Are you two lesbians?" My (laughs) ear prings. My ear prings up whenever I hear that lesbian. What the hell? What uh, for one does it? How does it affect you? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it After felt carrying on like that, being so loud and obnoxious and flipping tables to mm. then yell out something that singles you out. I yeah. was like, I just froze. <laughs> I froze. I didn't, and I don't so freeze like it. that. And I waltzed over and I said, Yeah, with what me, did you say? Right? <laughs> and I did assess the situation. I thought, well, I put myself in danger by you know, going up to this person. And I've called, every time I hear it, I call it out. And I think that's my job to do that. Mm. Otherwise, what changes are going to be mm. for the future generation? We went over and I said, what did you say? And he said, sorry, I didn't mean to be threatening. Was that threatening? <laughs> he said this, he said, I don't have a problem with yous. Yeah, that's I, right. I sleep with trannies. Yeah. That's oh, how he said it. We don't use that word anymore. Like, yeah, yeah. What? What are you even going on? Oh, I love the trannies. That's fine. I don't need to be worried. Oh, just oh. completely sexualizing mm. all of it. That's the thing. It's the fetishizing mm-hmm. certain sexualities. Yeah. yeah. It's that's like calling out, oh, you two are lesbians. I get to see that on lesbian porn on yeah. Pornhub. Can you guys give us a look? And I've had that when I've out when I've been out with girlfriends, ex-girlfriends yeah, in the past. Can you pretty girls give us a kiss or even being compared to as a pedophile as well. So what happened with the the campers? Oh, oh well. Well, it was the granddaddy <laughs> of this big <laughs> who was young, oh, but yeah. he was a young granddaddy, yeah. and he was really built and tattered, and, he, and the guy who yelled it out went, sorry, was that the wrong thing to do? And the granddaddy of this group went, yeah, I think it was a bit left of field. Mm. And called it out. And calmed it down. Yeah. And called it out. He called it out, that's right. And I said, yeah, it was. And kind of intimidating us. He did, he stood up for us. He stood up for us, which was really... Something. Yeah. And unexpected as well. Yeah, we stayed where we can. Yeah, We just didn't put up our rainbow sunvisor. I was just about to put it up and I was like, should I? Should I? Should I? See, we are proud, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And call it out where you can call it out. You weren't a chill out, love. Yeah, exactly. I know it's hard It's hard to kind of pick your battles in that way, isn't it? What's and gonna, to keep yourself safe. That's yeah, yeah, what's going to put me in danger or what is this going to be beneficial for me? I know it's hard to bite my tongue and 
How beautiful though, knowing that that is not a fear, not an immediate fear of yours. That does show how far we've come. Yeah, and, and I feel so. Does, yeah, yeah. I'm so privileged that we are, you know, we have much more of a voice than what you guys had in the yeah. past. Well, this is it. And I feel like, I feel more like you than I imagine Rosie does feel like me when it comes to how easy the passage was. I never had to march to be yeah. legal to yeah. even exist. Yeah. You know, that's not in my, mm. my time frame. Um, but for that, I'm so grateful. Thank you both. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, yeah. Izzy, so beautiful to have you at the table. Thanks for having us. such a genuine, gentle discussion. Mm. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you yeah. Hidden in Plain Sight is brought to you by us. Rosie Hill and Mel Thomas. It is produced in the Hepburn Shire, Jajawarong country, soon to be the land of the big rainbow. We thank you, our listeners, for listening. We would especially like to thank our guests who have agreed to be interviewed. It isn't something we take for granted, and we deeply appreciate their trust in us and bringing their story to you. We hope our conversations have inspired you. But if it has also raised uncomfortable feelings or recalled difficult events in your own life, please reach out for support. Some ways available for help are Gay and Lesbian Switchboard, Rainbow Door, 1800 729 367. Also, SMS and email support are available. Lifeline, 131114. And Beyond Blue, 1300 224 636.